God does not change and blessed be the Lord God Almighty for that. People change. People vary in their faithfulness and loyalty to God. People are moody about their faith. Their belief and dedication to God is usually associated with their circumstances. One day they believe, another day not so much. One day they acknowledge certain things that God does, another day they feel God doesn't do anything. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. We'll be talking today about aligning with God's purpose. When our lives are not aligned with the Lord, we are the ones that come out losing and losing eternally. There is only eternal life, immortality, and eternal reward in one person, in the Lord Jesus Christ. If we align ourselves with the world and with our own sinful desires, we will only gain death and eternal destruction. In the end, the only ones that will see great things now and into eternity are those that allow for the Lord Jesus Christ to be their effective and literal Lord. Today's message is inspired on Joshua chapter 10, verses 1 to 15. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, hallowed and glorified be your name. Blessed are you, O Lord God, for you are King. You are Lord, you are God. You are the Almighty of the universe. To you be all the honor and the glory forever and ever. For there is no one like you, for you reign for all eternity. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you please forgive my sins and my wrongs. I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Holy God, that you please speak to us through your Holy Spirit. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help us to be sensitive to your word. Help us to understand that we need to align ourselves with you, to be one with you, Lord God, to look to do your will on earth. Blessed are you, O Lord God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today's key passage can be found in Joshua chapter 10, verses 1 to 15. This is the word of the Lord. Now it came to pass when Adoni Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard now Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it, as he had done to Jericho and its king, so he had done to Ai and its king, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them. And they feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city, like one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai and all its men were mighty. Therefore Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent to Hokam, king of Hebron, Piram, king of Jarmuth, Japhia, king of Lachish, and Debir, king of Eglon, saying, Come up to me and help me, that we may attack Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Therefore the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon gathered together and went up, they and all their armies, and encamped before Gibeon and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp of Gilgal, saying, Do not forsake your servants. Come up to us quickly, save us and help us, for all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the mountains have gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. 
So the Lord routed them before Israel, killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, chased them along the road that goes to Beth Horon, and struck them down as far as Azekah and Makeda. And it happened as they fled before Israel and were in the descent of Beth Horon, that the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Azekah, and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with the sword. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Aijalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. And there has been no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord heeded the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned and all Israel with him to the camp at Gilgal. We read today of a rather amazing miracle, something that was quite unprecedented. The sun stood still and the night did not come for an entire day. Was this something figurative or literal? This was a literal occurrence. It was in fact a physical miracle that God had done on behalf of Israel so that they could defeat their enemies. And God did this miracle at Joshua's request. Joshua prayed for this and God answered his prayer. I think it is in our best interest to understand why something like this happened. Why would God answer such a prayer? And I think it's important because I think we all want for our prayers to be answered. We would all like for God to act in our favor, especially miraculously, if necessary, right? What are the things we can glean throughout this passage and from Joshua's life? The very first thing that we should try to understand is who God is. God is not just anyone. God is not like us. God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is not just some sort of deity or divinity. He is the Almighty God. He is the creator of heaven and earth, of the entire universe. And there's none higher than He. And we need to believe that through and through, without any kind of doubt, and to the fullest extent. Why? The Bible teaches that in Hebrews chapter 11, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We need to believe that God is who He is. And who is God? Is He just one person? The answer is that God is a plural God or a God that is composed of more than one entity. Back in Genesis, the Bible uses a plural form of God, meaning that He is an entity that is composed of more than one person. And in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, the scriptures explain the following. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. Now, who is this word? Jesus Christ. The Apostle John explains to us that Jesus Christ is the word. How can this be? Jesus did not start to exist when he was born into this world. He has always existed. He has always been. And what will really potentially surprise you is that he is the one that has always had contact with mankind. God the Father, the first person of the Trinity, abides in heaven sitting on his throne. But the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word, is the person through which God made all things. Jesus Christ makes existence possible for all things. 
For it also says in Colossians chapter 1, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. And so this Jesus Christ has always been, and he is almighty God. And he cannot be believed as something lesser, for in doing so, then there is not enough faith or the right kind of faith. We simply cannot penalize the Lord for humbling himself and performing the miracle of taking on our human form so he could become the perfect sacrifice for our salvation. That is the problem that most people have because they don't come to believe in the Lord in whom he really is. That is the greatest failure. Joshua believed in the Lord in who he was and is and was capable of. Otherwise, then why pray to him for such a request if Joshua could not come to believe in him as he should? Faith is the key ingredient that must be present in our lives. There can be no doubt when we talk about faith in the Lord. Our minds cannot wander and or be indecisive on this fact. Why is this important? The only way we can actually please God and find favor before his eyes is to come to accept the certain reality that he is who he is. Just as he told Moses, this is what we read in the book of Exodus. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial to all generations. Now, when genuine faith is expressed, not just believing in the Lord, but also in living in a manner that represents that there is faith. In other words, true faith is lived out. For instance, when a person truly believes in the Lord, they're going to live a certain way. They're going to look to do his will. So it's not just about saying that I believe in God or that I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. True faith in a person can be seen by the way they live their life day in and day out in public and in private. There is obviously no room for hypocrisy in true faith. Now, why is this so important? Because if a person believes in who God really is and what he is capable of doing, then they understand that God sees everything, knows everything, and can do anything. The Lord knows what is in our hearts, in the very depths of our beings. He even knows our thoughts. This is what we read about him in John chapter two. But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man for he knew what was in man. So you see, he knows what is deep within us, each and every one of us. There is no fooling the Lord. That is why our faith must be genuine inside and outside. The scriptures also tell us this in Jeremiah chapter 17, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. 
And so, he even knows our intentions, even the reason for why we do things. He sees and judges everything. So if a person truly believes in the Lord, if they have true faith, they will live that faith externally, through their actions, and internally, inside of their hearts and minds. They will do things for the right reasons. This is what God looks for in every person. And this brings us to our next point. Our lives need to align with the Lord, which goes hand in hand with what we've been explaining. In order for God to answer prayer, we need to be aligned with the Lord. We can't be doing our own thing. We can certainly not be led by our flesh and its desires. We need to be led by Him, looking to fulfill His will on earth. Now, what kind of man was this Joshua? We read this in Joshua chapter 24, where it says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This was who Joshua was. And he would not let anything or anyone get in his way of not just believing in the Lord, but also doing his will. And his desire was not just for himself, but for everyone that surrounded him. He wanted to be surrounded by people that felt the same way. That was the level of loyalty and ultimately love that Joshua had for the Lord. And this is how Joshua lived ultimate faith, which involves the very first and most important commandment of all. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Joshua, quite simply, loved the Lord with everything he was. That's the bottom line. And that is why Joshua was aligned with God. And that is why Joshua's prayers were answered, including this very incredible and amazing petition of stopping the sun for an entire day. Now we have to think about what exactly he was praying for. We can easily see that it was not a selfish prayer. It was certainly nothing that had to do with vain and superficial things. His prayer aligned with God's will exactly. For it says, for the Lord fought for Israel. At that very moment, not only was Joshua aligned with the Lord, but the entire nation. Joshua was not alone in his dedication to the Lord. They were all engaged in God's will. All things were aligned with the Almighty. So you see, when we are fully aligned with God's will, when we are looking to please Him, great and incredible things can happen. Now, some might say, God doesn't do miracles today. And I have to say emphatically, yes, he does. Every day, all of the time. And this is also why many people can't see what he does, nor do they get to see things that are out of the ordinary because they're not focused on what he does because they don't attribute to God all of the things he does do. People in general are too focused on sin, on their own carnal desires, and on their own selfish wants and needs. The Lord is immovable, unchangeable, for it is written, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change, and blessed be the Lord God Almighty for that. People change. 
People vary in their faithfulness and loyalty to God. People are moody about their faith. Their belief and dedication to God is usually associated with their circumstances. One day they believe, another day not so much. One day they acknowledge certain things that God does. Another day they feel God doesn't do anything. And of course, most believers use their so-called faith to try to attempt using God for themselves rather than for His will. These are all factors for why most people don't see God act out of the norm for them. In James chapter 4, it says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. See what the problem is here? Can God really answer prayer if this is what is happening in a person's life? I think not. But also, if a person cannot acknowledge all of the things that he does regularly for them, how can God do something different? People in general do not attribute to God all of the things he does, his wondrous and mighty works. They generally look at things as normal or worse as things that just need to happen. They take God for granted and all of the incredible things he does. There is such a twisted sense of reality and intention in man today that it makes it impossible for God to do anything extraordinary. And there is this feeling of entitlement, like if God needs to prove himself to man. Many people have this notion that if God wants me to believe in him, that he should show himself to me somehow. Who do people think they are? Who are we before the Lord God Almighty of the universe? People are no one to demand anything from God, least of all if they present themselves before God with entitlement and arrogance. God is not going to show anyone anything if they come to him with that kind of attitude, least of all answer their prayers. An arrogant person might say, well, God does what I tell him because he does answer my prayers. And I would have to say to them, be careful because it may not be God the one that is allowing you to get what you want. Satan is also listening and he is more than happy to help anyone stay on the path to self-destruction and eternal perdition. We must be careful because it is in our best interest that God answers our prayers and not someone else. Now for those of you that are less focused and do not see the miracles that God performs every single day, I would offer the following for you to consider. The universe and everything in it exists and continues to be what it is because of the person of Jesus Christ, the Word of God. For it is written, For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. Every single thing continues to do and be what it is because of God's say-so. And those are all very incredible miracles that happen in our favor. They should be considered miracles because we cannot perform any of them, even with all of our meager advances in so-called technology. The universe, the galaxies, stars, and planets all remain where they are and continue doing what they do because God wills them through His person. We can try to explain things mathematically through physics, but you can't replicate it physically. 
Is it man that holds the world in its place at this very moment? Since it isn't man, nor can we ever then learn to see and respect God for who he is. Yet we even have calendars because we can count on the incredible and wondrous exactitude of how fast the earth spins around the sun, year after year, season after season. We plant and harvest and survive based on this incredible cosmic exactitude, all made possible through the living God. And what about your breathing, your heart beating, your mind thinking, even the involuntary actions your body performs at every moment to stay alive? Is that you? It is not you. It is God. It is the Lord through his person that wills your very existence. And like that, we can start to count so many other things we completely depend on that are miracles that God performs each and every day, all through his existence. The Lord performs miracles all of the time, every day. We're just so oblivious to them because we are so focused on vanity, on the superficial, on the sinfulness of our hearts. And we only start to pay attention when God says, your time is starting to come to an end. When a person sees their end coming closer, that is when they start to give God some sort of attention. I can even speak on my own experience. When I was a child, I was raised to believe in God, to know who Jesus Christ was and what he did for me. But when I came to a deeper understanding was when I was coming to an end, to a place where the doctors did not know what else to do with me and that it would just be a matter of time. But by the grace of God, the Lord insisted in giving me the opportunity to truly acknowledge him. And on the warm April afternoon, over 41 years ago, I made the decision that would change my life forever. I surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. But I have to admit, that moment came where I gave him my life because I saw that my end was getting closer. The difficult circumstances in my life helped me realize a certain reality that without God, I was lost, that without the Lord Jesus Christ, I would not have any hope. I was hopeless, and my hopelessness was what brought me to a closer reality of understanding just who the Lord Jesus is. And through my surrender to the Lord, he not only performed the greatest miracle any human being could ever receive, the gift of salvation, but also he healed me. He changed my condition miraculously, I would not be alive today if it were not for the Lord Jesus Christ, to whom be all the glory, honor, and praise forever and ever. I am a living and breathing miracle of God, and I live to serve him not only because he saved me from my sins and he healed my body physically, but now more than ever because I understand better who he is and what he does for me and for all mankind. I challenge you today, just like Joshua challenged Israel so long ago, the same Joshua that God listened to and granted his prayer. Choose yourselves this day whom you will serve. Do you want for God to show you even greater things than he does each and every day? Align yourself with him. Don't just believe in him. Surrender your life to him. Take on his purposes. Look for his will. Seek after his kingdom. Everything else is truly meaningless do you want to see the Lord God Almighty in action all of the time to have your eyes made wide open as time progresses? Make the Lord Jesus Christ the effective and literal Lord of your life. Then and only then will you experience the certain reality of just who the Lord is and be aware of all the great things he does. 
align yourself with the Lord, and you will not just see, but live out great things. The Lord does not change. The Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He desires to reveal Himself to all men without exception. But He is not going to force Himself upon anyone, at least not to form a relationship with them. That is all voluntary. Aligning ourselves with Him with this purpose is all voluntary. And why is that? Because it is all about love. Love is not forced. Love is the decision, it's a choice. When we choose to align ourselves with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, that's when the obvious, great and incredible things He has done and does start to make sense to us. This is the miracle that happens. When we look for the Lord and for His will, the miracle of light starts to happen in our lives. The light of reason, of understanding, of knowledge, of wisdom, of being able to see the reality of the universe. We are brought out of the darkness of ignorance to the light of His reality. That is a miracle. Why? Because He is regenerating our soul from death to life. Our soul is being resurrected from being dead in its sins through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that starts to impact our mind, our awareness, our sensitivity to reality. Joshua was sensitive to the Lord and to his purpose because he sought to align himself with the Lord rather than have the audacity to try to align God to him and to his sinfulness. This is the backwards world we live in today. People try to convert God to them rather than them converting to the Lord. The Lord is immovable, unshakable, consistent for all eternity. We all have a decision to make, to either convert to the Lord for our own good or to continue on the path of destruction. There are no other options. For your own sake, convert to the Lord and align yourself with Him. For in doing so, you will experience the Lord and life for all eternity. For it is written, Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake His saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, blessing and honor and glory and praise be to you, O Lord. For you are worthy, O Lord, to be praised and exalted, O Lord, above all things and forever and ever. Lord, I praise you for your love, for your goodness, for your grace, for your mercy, for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the opportunity of salvation and eternal life that you give us through him. Thank you, O Lord, because you are truly good in every kind of way we could imagine. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you help us to understand that we need to align our lives with you, especially if we want our prayers answered, especially if we want to see the wonderful works that only you can do. I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that you help us to see things clearly, to see you clearly. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person listening and that you may become a reality in their lives. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. For you reign forever, Lord God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's word together. 
And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.